You're listening to the Mother Effin Podcast with Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu. Hey guys, I'm lonely. It's the holidays and I really, really want to hear from you. So please leave us a voicemail on the Anchor app or if you don't want to do that, shoot us an email at themothereffinpodcast at gmail.com. Well, we have a very special guest with us today. Yes, this is our first. I feel like this is a milestone for the Mother Effin' Podcast. It is. 10th episode, so we got to do something special, something right? Something special. Why not have a guest, right? Exactly. And this person is completely dear to my heart. You know how you have those people in your life that are like your top five, like their inner, inner circle? Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. The count already started. <laughs> Just talking about who this person is for me. She's one of those people that I know by the hard day. Shit hits the fan. I can call her. If I'm going to need to be picked up at the LAX, she's gladly will go so she can be away from her kids. Um, <laughs> she's that person. She's my do or die kind of friend. And she went through with like, the fertility with me, the, the foster case with us, the adoption. She's been at both of my kids' adoptions and parties and all that. So we have Holly Gates. Hello, hello Holly. Hi, thank you for having me. And thanks, Patty, for trying to make me cry before I even started. <laughs> What's a cry count? I mean, the real yeah. goal is to make Heather cry, but... It's not going to happen. It's going to happen. And yeah, that if you didn't actually cry during instant family, then I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's I got happen. a little choked up, but it wasn't It wasn't going to get me there all the way. Which reminds me, I thought about you because I was listening to the Sean Anders episode on... Joe Rogan. On Joe Rogan. And it was like, if you don't cry with this video, then you're a piece of shit. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I should have Heather... <laughs> Listen to it and look at it and see if she cries. I know it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. But I feel like we're going to work at her, slowly chip it away. You know, we'll morph into each other. She'll become more emotional just being around me. And then years to come, she will cry. She will cry. I'm from a military family. I'm from a Korean family. These are not people who cry. Challenge accepted. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so Holly. You, you are married to Derek. You have three boys, which that in itself is a feat because boys are destructive. Uh-huh. So what were your expectations of being a mom before you had the kids? Um, before I had kids, well, I definitely thought I'd have a girl. Um, I come from a family of girls. Most of my cousins are girls. I have a sister. My parents were very much girl parents. We didn't know anything about boys. And we were very well behaved, my sister and I. And my parents, I mean, we didn't even get in trouble that much. My parents didn't really even have to do much. We were just so well behaved. We were really quiet. Ideal. You know, ideal kids. Yeah, exactly. We would go on vacation and people would come up to my parents wow, your kids are wonderful. Okay, I'm starting to hate your parents. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Because I got two girls and they're bitches. (laughs) (laughs) My mom. Yeah. I got the drama queens. Yes. So I was such a people pleaser and just wanted Mm. to, and that's what I thought, oh, my kids are going to be just like me. Yes. And it's going to be just like how my parents had it. And yay. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. Oh, no. (laughs) How night and day is it? Um, I mean, everything that I just said, imagine the opposite. Yeah, that's probably what it is. So how, how old are your boys now? Um, I have a one-year-old, Ooh. a four-year-old, and a six-year-old. Gotcha. So they're, yeah. pretty, they're so, in their terrible, destructive, yes. uh, for life phase, really. Yes, yes. <laughs> when did that, does that stop? Uh, Chris, when they die. When they like, die. Crystal yeah. punches people and <laughs> kills, well, he doesn't kill people. He doesn't kill people. But you know, uh, yeah, he gets close. She's just claiming that. Um. Okay, so your oldest is Dawson. Like Dawson's Creek? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like to admit that. I'm always like, oh, it's a family name. But no, my husband loves Dawson's Creek, and that is what it's from. Amazing. When I met him, he said, 
my son, my firstborn is going to be named Dawson and it's because I love Dawson's Creek. And I was like, all right. Wow. You let him have a choice because I feel like <laughs> if I pushed anything out of my body, I'm like, if you even get a vote, you're. <laughs> Derek has a lot of say in the, the name you department. Probably, you, you probably but luckily Holly's just like, that works. They're very similar in that liking the names. kind of stuff. I don't That's think good. Chris and I could ever agree. So Dawson's six. Who's the four-year-old? Nolan. Nolan. Christopher Nolan. You were good at this. Yes. Oh, yeah. It sounds like a game. <laughs> Guess Holly's yep, kid's yep. names. Oh, now I got it. Now I'm nervous on the, the one-year-old. Kid number so, three. Three for three. Kid number three is Sebastian. Um, From the crab of Little Mermaid? Pretty much. Because <laughs> I, that's the only one I know. And we just sort of ran out. Like when you have three of the same gender, you just run out of names. And then we're like, we have no idea. All right. So it was Dawson. Talk about Dawson. Um, so Dawson is autistic. And we found out when he was two and a half. Um, he got his official diagnosis. Okay, so before you found out, were you just thinking, crap, this is not, I was perfect, this is not the way it was supposed to yeah, be? Or did you have an inkling yes. that like? Um, we thought, what is going on? Because all, I, I had a friend who was, we had kids at the same time, she had a girl. Yeah. And we were doing the exact same things, uh, discipline-wise mm -hmm. and parenting, and everything was working perfectly for her, and her daughter was doing whatever she said, and mine was just like, nothing was working. And of course, you start thinking, I'm a terrible parent, like, what am I doing wrong? I'm, I must be messing up somehow. Um, and so when we actually did get the diagnosis, it's a it was a little bit of a relief because it's like, oh... I have something I can blame this on that's not me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes. Thank you for blaming like somewhere else. Like, we know that very yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That was bio mom. Yeah, I didn't drink. Bio mom drank. I, I know. I didn't have a bio mom to blame. I was bio mom. So I'm like, <laughs> why are you acting like this? Yeah. So you just it's, got relief because you just realized like, oh, now we can, this explains everything. Yeah. And once you get the diagnosis, actually California is one of the best places to be if you have autism. Um, I mean, we've looked into it. It's like on the top of all the lists mm. of places to go. And like all of our family lives really far away. So there's always kind of the thought of, oh, one day we'll move closer to family. And we're like, nope, you guys all live in terrible autism places. Like we're never leaving. We are stuck in California forever. But it is, it's just a really good place to be. So once you have the diagnosis, like you, you get so much help and treatment. And so we just started the ball rolling right away. I so, wonder if it's because of like Silicon Valley that California is the autistic capital then of the U.S. Because like, you know, there's a lot of autistic people in Silicon Valley doing coding and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like it's it's Higher. it's a fact. It's a fact. It's science. It's but, science. I mean, I just wonder, like, is it is it because we are so aware and have it there? I mean, that's an interesting tourist sort of pitch. Like come to California. For, <laughs> to get for your you'll autism. Get autism. <laughs> well, the resources here, I feel like. Yeah. Which is weird yeah. because you can't buy a house, but you get resources for autism and <laughs> special exactly. needs kids. But they, they do yeah. give a lot more for their people. So there, was there any denial for you? Like for me, I lived on, I get on the denial bus on a regular basis when I need a break. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, mm, my life is hard. I'm going to go to the denial bus and pretend life is great. But was there any kind of like denial phase at all? Like, was there any part like, no, this couldn't be right? Like, I know, I feel like lots of people, when they have a diagnosis like this, like, it changes your whole world. Like, you're now, so was there any kind of denial before? Or you were just so relieved that you're like, we're accepting this? Oh, no, uh, definitely. So a little background. I was actually really um, interested in autism when I was younger. And I did a paper. She willed it. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's one of those things you never say, like, yeah. I don't want this, God. Because I was like, yes, never we, have we a discussed child. that earlier. Uh, yeah. Never say you don't yeah. want something because you're no. guaranteed to get it. <laughs> 
It's true. Yeah. So I wrote like my senior paper in high school was about autism. Oh my gosh. And I, yeah, really weird. But of course, back then, you didn't put like that in, in this the baby 90s, book. Like, <laughs> no. I dreamed about you before you were born. I, um, uh, but back in the 90s, it was sort of like Rain Man and it just looked a little yeah. bit different. Like mm-hmm. now, there's it's just so much more prevalent, but it's also. You see, it's such a spectrum yeah. now. And and so two people with autistic kids will look completely different and have completely mm-hmm. different um, experiences. So I thought I was sort of an expert on autism. So when um, my in-laws sat Derek and I down um, when Dawson was about two and a half and said, we think he's autistic. Mm. And I was like, what? Because I definitely thought something was going on, but I thought, no, no, no. He makes eye contact with me. He's mm-hmm. super cuddly. Um, he was very vocal at that point. Actually, when he was two, we were visiting the same family and he has a cousin that's the same age and Dawson was way ahead of his cousin as far as speaking. I mean, he had so many words because he's really good at memorizing things. Mm -hmm. So his memory is like crazy. So he had all these words, but he wasn't putting them together in sentences. Yeah. Um, but at two, that's great. It's just about the words. At two and a half, you're supposed to be speaking sentences. Mm-hmm. So the, we saw the same family again six months later and the cousin was talking like a normal person and Dawson was just still saying words. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, you don't realize that because I'm thinking, oh, he's so far ahead, he's so far ahead and then slow, you don't realize it until you're around another kid that's the same age and then you go, oh. Yeah. 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 You're in your yeah. own little bubble for so long. I know we've talked about that, Patty, where yes. you start to think, this is normal and then you go around other kids and you're like, oh, no, it's yeah. not. And with yeah. me, that's when I cry. Uh, My nephew has autism. He's much further on one end of the spectrum. Like he's going to need help and assistance forever. But autism runs heavily in my family. Two of my Mm. cousins have it. Uh, An uncle has never been officially diagnosed, but it's like, he's got autism. Uh, (laughs) He's got it. Um, And then I think one of my other cousins, her kid um, maybe has Tourette's or autism as well. Like they're they're diagnosing because there's something that they're noticing there that's not Mm. part of the normal course. So was there any hint in the families that autism ran in the families or, you know, on your husband's side or your side? No. Um, in fact, in my family, I feel like, I mean, nothing we got our perfect. bad yeah. could ever happen. Like all of my cousins, all of, there was never cancer or diabetes or like, any mental illness. It was like we, I was living in a little fantasy world. And so that's where my expectations were. And so I was like, oh. and then my sister actually has a son with a lot of physical uh, needs that she had right before I had Dawson. So it's like my parents' first two grandkids both had issues. And it was like, what? Like our whole world was kind of like just sort of shattered because we'd been living in this like perfect little. Yeah. You know what? That's world. very similar because my sister and I are pretty good kids. And we're like, how did we end up with kids that were so like chaotic and not, you know, when all four of them get together, it's like, oh, dear God, you know, <laughs> things, down. things are going to get destroyed. So yeah, that must have been kind of a shock. So you both had boys, first problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my, my parents had four grandsons in a row, and they oh had gosh. saved all of our little girl clothes oh. and our My Little Ponies and everything. And so finally my sister had a girl. So she's inheriting all of that. I like the emotional part of it. So sorry. I'm going to ask all the emotional questions. Mm-hmm. We're trying to keep Is it light it? here, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Don't make me mad. That's where uh, the non-crier over there. Yeah. It, was it hard to have a cousin so close in age, but be neurotypical. No, you know what? They don't, we live so far away and it, it's just, I think 
It's the same as any friends who have neurotypical kids. It's just you see stuff on Facebook or when you try and get together and do things like, oh, he loves doing this. And then I'm like, that will be terrible with my child. Like, that's not going to be fun (laughs) when you let other people plan things that they think, oh, kids will love this. So, yeah, no, uh, the cousin thing is just any friend, any other kid that's the same age and you go, oh, yeah, that's – that looked like fun. We could never do that. Yeah. Or if you're going to do it, you have a laundry list of things you have to prep. Exactly. Beforehand. Yes. You're like, yes. Well, if we're going to do this, we need to, <laughs> as Patty likes to say, build some scaffolding. Build some <laughs> scaffolding. Exactly. Just, you know, get it there. So. Yeah. People are always like, wow, you have like a Mary Poppins bag. You're so prepared. And I'm like, I have to be, yeah. I have to have every snack possible that will last yeah. for f- five hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we went to Disneyland and my back was hurting because oh, I had, yeah. and every hour I had a timer. Food. Food, food, food. I'm just the mean one because I'm like, you're not starving. You're not starving. No, but yours, <laughs> you ate four hours ago. You're fine. But yours don't have the neurological attached to it. Well, the minute the girls, the minute the girl's stomach gets hungry, they go to primal mode and survival mode, and then anything can set them they, off. They used to be that way. They used to be when we first got them, and we would have huge meltdowns when they were hungry because they get hangry, and Anna still gets pretty hangry. But I just, I don't know. I, I think that they've evolved into a different place because of their age that they're able to understand now. Like, you're just going to have to chill. You're going to have to chill and that's it. And we're. It's the double yeah. whammy. If they didn't have the stimuli of Disneyland, I think we could handle it. Mm-hmm. But the stimuli of Disneyland, Disneyland plus being hungry, it's like too much. And the rides and it's just crazy. You I don't to, think all my son ever even gets hungry because it's, <laughs> I give him <laughs> snacks to keep him occupied. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm like, here, more, more food, more food. So how are the how are the boys different? Like how do they relate to each other? Um, so my middle child, he is extreme middle child because Aww. he just wants so much attention and he's got it's like I have an autistic older son and then a baby. So he's just not getting the attention that he needs. And I hate that. I think I was a little, um, I thought that he was going to be so much easier than my other son. Because I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, so this one's going to be neurotypical. And it's going to be everything I thought of for the first one. Like, I've okay, I've grieved that. It's not happening with Dawson. But it's going to happen that way with Nolan. Ooh, so your expectation probably is even higher. It was even higher. And I think I was even more upset when he would do things. Because I'd think, no, you're supposed to be the easy one. <laughs> and he was not yeah. the easy one. <laughs> Um, I, I have the third child. I'm still holding out hope for him. He seems like he's the easy I mean, one. there's always a fourth time around. No, no, there's not. There she will be. punch you in the throat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Don't wish pregnancies on people. Um, I can't he, see my eyes. I don't know why. Give me like the, the evil eye. I felt like my mom. So Nolan, we're actually having him diagnosed um, in January because we think there might be some ADD. He's definitely not mm. autistic, but... Um, there's something, and maybe some learning disabilities or something. He's like really, really smart, but when you sit him down and try to teach him, it's like just cannot. And you think it's more than just typical boy? Because I feel like yeah, it might be. Well, that's why I'm having him diagnosed, just because yeah. because of Dawson. I know how long everything takes. Yeah, and yeah. I know how many resources resources are out there. So I'm like, okay, let's just get the ball rolling now. If it's nothing, fine. But I'd I'd like to look into it. Okay, so let's be honest. Do you want a diagnosis so you have an excuse? <laughs> like, are you like, crap? I mean, I have two special needs kids. Like, I'm a part of me would be like, mm, yes. I don't know what I want. Yeah, it's, you know, because I had my son, who's a middle child, like, yeah. checked out. And the teacher's like, no, it's just, it's a boy thing. They don't sit still. They don't do their homework. He's fine. And so now he's in junior high. And I'm like, so when does this boy thing, like, grow out of? Yeah. <laughs> because I'm getting a little annoyed. Like, can we, can we hurry this up? Is it time? But... 
everybody's like, he's doing fine, really, for where, you know, for the kind of student he is. He's just a bad student. And that's the hard uh, part. Yeah. When you're like, nope, so, yeah. on something and <laughs> get some help. Uh, I can't get that IEP for him. Like, no, yeah. he's fine. He just needs to do his homework on time. You're like, mm. uh, <laughs> That's the sort of thing crossed. I'm like, I don't want him to be have like ADD, something that he's going to have to live with his whole life. Just rickets. Rickets would be great. Let's but I would rickets. like them to like be like, okay, here's some help just in case, and then it'll go away with help very yeah. quickly. That's because. what I want. Because he could be a genius inside. You never know. I know. Well, he's he, a gay he can name every dinosaur. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Existed, okay, so I like the long neck one, the yeah. one that flies, the <laughs> well, T Rex. Hello, and then whatever we named them is yeah. bit like taken away, and yeah. like brontosaurus doesn't exist anymore, which is the long neck one. They just one. brought it back. But now they bring it back. And then yeah, it's like Zany, Zany was like, I like I like Pluto because he's the name of a planet that isn't a planet. And I was like, now he's the that's planet. That's so sad again. for you. No, <laughs> that's like so crazy. Their time. I, but okay, for the gates, you have to know something about the gates. All of them have this crazy memory. Like that that's could just awesome. be a gene thing. Literally, I could text Holly and be like, this line, where is it from? She's like, it's this movie. It was born in this and these are the actors. Like she knows like <laughs> all of the details when it comes to like Hollywood movies and sitcoms and all that stuff and memorizing lyrics and all quotes and all things. the things. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> no. Seriously, it's like ridiculous how much but, I mean, she knows. Maybe. And it's one of those things where, you know, with those skills, there's some incredible things like a middle child. So they end up like becoming great inventors sometimes or evil masterminds, one or the other. But, you know. Well, they have like, to prove themselves they have, yeah, constantly. They have to prove it. Yeah. So they end up being, he may be your retirement plan. I'm just saying. Put some effort oh, in yeah. that one. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, Dawson, I'm, I, Dawson's kind of like Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. Like oh. I think he's going to be zone in on See, something. See, but I feel like some of these, these big companies now realize that, that the autistic brain is so yeah. brilliant yeah. that they will work around and like scaffold, my favorite word apparently, <laughs> scaffold them to be able to be the best them so they can get their brain, especially for like coding and science and all these things. Like I can imagine it's a good company taking on Dawson and being like, oh, you're just a little weird. You're good. Let's go. Oh, yeah. There are like movie companies and stuff now that have whole programs for people with autism yeah. because doing stuff like... Um, like the credits or... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like your hand motion. That's how it's like charades in here. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Movie companies now are like hiring autistic people to do like the credits and just those different things that uh, neurotypical people might get really bored because it's so tedious just doing this. Autistic people love doing it. So um, they're good at it. They yeah. they see the details. Yeah. They don't need yeah. to, like, I would be like, not get the detail at all. Oh, yeah. He's but they'd be so brilliant. Hyper focused. And that's why I think you, when I first started talking about Nolan, you had originally asked me what was different. And I never <laughs> really answered that. But they're like complete opposite. They both have. They're issues, but they're, like, completely opposite. Like, Dawson taught himself everything. Like, shapes. He, he could tell you what, like, a some crazy shape was when he was, like, one and a half. Um, and Nolan was a lot older when he learned his shapes because I was like, oh, I have to teach you this? Like, <laughs> Dawson taught himself. <laughs> what? what? Yeah. Get on this, Nolan. <laughs> and I would be like, okay, this is a star. This is a star. This is a star. Nolan, what is this? He'd go, uh, five? And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we need help. But then you ask him any dinosaur and he can tell you like some crazy long name. So it's just whatever. Yeah, it's just different. Does, does Dawson relate well to Nolan? Does he like enjoy being a big brother? Or do you think he kind of doesn't understand it or? It just started getting where they can kind of play together. Ah. Um, Dawson's very aggressive. And so Nolan's whole life, Dawson's kind of been like attacking him or hurting him in different ways. So we, I've just gotten to where they can kind of play and I don't have to be standing there. Gotcha. Right next to them. 
Do you think Nolan is aware that there's something different with Dawson yet? I know the girls are like, I have to actually talk to them about this again. They'll go to a stranger and be like, my brother has brain damage. And they're like, <laughs> okay, it's not a conversation we want to lead with, you know? I mean, they're getting the obvious. They're, they're, they're not bearing the lead. Let's just put it out there. Like, <laughs> exactly. But do you think Nolan has realized something there? He did, well, Nolan, so Dawson has therapists with him all the time. Mm. And um, so Nolan picks up on things that the therapists say and things that Derek and I say, and he says them back to Dawson. So I don't know. I think he just thinks that's how life is other kids act yeah. I, I don't know if he knows it's what different. kind of things did he say i'm all curious <laughs> well like dawson won't answer right away you know so he's like dawson dawson look at this dawson look at this dawson let's try again dawson <laughs> did you hear me <laughs> dawson you need to say thank you dawson and um but he's definitely noticing that i discipline them differently which is mm. kind of hard because he'll be like mom dawson pushed me you need to tell him but you know you need to put him in his room you need to do this um, and so he does a lot of the mommy, like disciplining Dawson. And I'm like, okay, you let me handle that. Like I'll, I'll talk to Dawson, but I know he's thinking, hello, if I did this, yeah, I would be in big trouble. Like, why aren't you? And then you yeah. tell him because you're not my favorite. <laughs> so. And then he has a yeah. bigger yes. middle child complex. Yeah. Exactly. And then he has to prove himself more. Yes. And then and he becomes even more famous and good in his and field. Then and then him, he buys you a house. Yes. And you tell him then you're proud of him. So it all works out beautifully for you. <laughs> he just, he gets, It'll be that beautiful years. moment where he starts crying, I've been waiting for you to say <laughs> that my whole life. Oh, what a nice moment that would be. Do you ever feel like there's – because Dawson has a lot. He's kind of like Jackson where he has therapies. Yeah. He has a 40-hour schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that affect like, – do you think that's affecting Nolan and that kind of – He's just starting to notice it. It's been affecting me as far as the mom guilt mm-hmm. about Nolan's life because I'm like, he doesn't have friends because we never have people over for playdates. I don't have as much time to take him. It's like his whole life has just been in the car taking Dawson to and from places. Mm. Um, and then I just don't have enough energy or time to be like, let's go to the park. Let's do that. It's just a lot more uh, for me to have to do that. Um, so there's been a lot of mom guilt but he hasn't really noticed it until recently. Um, we were driving to school and he was asking if he could have friends from school over and talking about friends. And then he starts crying. He says, mommy, I don't have any friends. Like all of my friends live far away. Um, Cause he had one friend who moved and then all his cousins live far away. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, cause he's such a little social butterfly. and He loves being around other kids. Um, and it just doesn't happen that often. <laughs> I feel so bad about that. Yeah, that's that's kind of my biggest thing about his life and, and what Dawson's influence on his life is just the lack of other friends. Oh, I get it. But So I can't wait for him to start school because yeah. then he'll just have automatic friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and then hopefully you can him. pair up with a mom there and then he can have yeah. playdates with that person. Or you can be like, you played at school. That was good enough. Yeah. I don't know why you I want know. more. You have recess at school. I don't have to you used to have none. Now you have <laughs> yeah. some. You have 26 <laughs> in your you class. What you get and you, you don't, don't get upset. <laughs> And I, I do take him to the park. I'm not saying we never leave the house, but it's just not as much as I, yeah. I wish I could. What do you think the the biggest struggles with Dawson has been, though, in terms of, like, just how it's upheaved everything? Um, the biggest issue with Dawson is behavior. Mm. So, and even, like, in his class, it's all autistic kids. And at therapy, it's all, you know, we're mostly around all autistic kids. And even out of those, he's the most difficult one, usually. Um, and that's hard, too, because I'm thinking, oh, these people can relate to me. These are the people who understand. But then they still don't because yeah. their child is just 
you know, one of them's completely nonverbal, but he's just a sweetheart and never gives any issues. Or, yeah. you know, everybody has something they're dealing with. Yeah. And I wouldn't be, I don't think I'd be able to handle a nonverbal child or a child that didn't give any affection or make any eye contact with me. I think that would be too much for me to handle. Mm-hmm. So it's like God's giving everybody what they can handle, I think. So, uh, but his behavior is really difficult. And so a lot of it is just like running away from us or like mm. just running into the street. He's trying to leave the apartment now a lot. So we're going to have to get a deadbolt for like the top of the... If we have one. Reach. We can show you yeah. how to do it. Thank you. <laughs> I'm looking... See, he just started doing that, running out. So it's just being worried about his safety a lot. And then the safety of people around him because it's always been, I can't even go to the bathroom because you're in the room with your brother and you could hurt him. That's like hard. I, that's not good for your heart and your like body, like living in that tense no. anxiety of like constantly yeah. having to make sure that Dawson's safe and that everyone else is safe around him. That's hard. Yeah. And I know- I we, have no encouragement. That's no. just hard. Yeah, thank you. Sorry. I'm like, that sucks, Holly. <laughs> I'll cry with you again. Thank you. <laughs> and we were talking about how um, parents with special needs kids, it's like they have PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can, I totally get that because you're just always on edge. Mm-hmm. And it's like other parents at the park, you see them, they're just sitting on their phones. And I would just have to stand over him and just be tense the whole time. Like, <gasps> um, okay, I'm going to call you out on something real fast. Oh, Do yes. you think that's partially also because you are a little worried about what other people think. Like, I don't care as much anymore. Like, I've reached that level of like, screw it. You don't know my family. You don't know our history. We've come a long way. You can judge me now. Like, I can be at the park now and not be as, I can be a little bit more relaxed than I was in the beginning because I don't care about what other people think anymore. I I I definitely, that was hard for me at first because like I said, I was a people pleaser. You know, my family, we were always, and I can tell when we go out with my parents, they're like, they don't know how to handle it. (laughs) Like, But I'm totally used to it now and kind of where you are like, okay, I I want you to come up and say something and then I can be like, he's autistic. And then you're going to be like, boom, I feel terrible. (laughs) You're a bad person. (laughs) No one has ever ever actually said that to me, but I'm always thinking, okay, if you do, I'm going to say this. No, um, people are actually very nice. I'm at a good place now with that. It's, oh, good. It's because he could, first of all, run away oh, and yeah, I yeah, won't yeah. be able to grab him or hurt someone. Mm-hmm. So it was worrying about him like biting a kid. So it's more. something. Yeah. So I had to stand there and yeah. be like, please don't hurt this child. Um, but yeah, if there's a tantrum or whatever, I don't care anymore. That's like nothing. <laughs> I think I feel like there's with special needs kids and probably and trauma kids at one point, at a certain point. You just cross the line and not, don't care. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you, you just don't have the emotional bandwidth to care anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like you're like, uh, I'm sorry. I've got to deal with this. I can F you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like eventually you cross that line. Yeah. I hadn't known if you had crossed that line yet. I was hoping you had crossed it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'll be honest. My sister, because, you know, I, I, I love her and I love my nephew. But he's a lot of – he bites and he's a lot of work. And he's – his dad is a jujitsu instructor. So uh, – he can do jujitsu oh, and things, wow. and he's he's eight and he's pretty strong. But I have a thirteen year old girl who's like double his size, and so I'm like Bella, <laughs> go after him. And they will. Like my sister, I think loves going to the park with us now. I'm like, that's fine. My three will will corral him, and you'll see them take turns. My three just like corralling their cousin one at a time. Like get back here, come on, you're gonna go here. And it's, you know, that's what you got to do. You got to find somebody with some adopted kids who have a need to please, <laughs> who are older, and then just have them corral your son and you'll be so much happier. <laughs> hey, can you rent out Bella to me? Sometime? I will I rent out. Yes. She was good with kids. <laughs> she is. And they, my nephew is obsessed with her. Like, And he's not obsessed with people. 
He's not, uh, he, he actually doesn't make a lot of eye contact. He's getting better at it. We were getting to that point. But he is obsessed with her. Like, he's fascinated. He wants to touch her, like, nicely. But, like, he'll touch her arms. And, like, sometimes he'll touch her stomach. And he's just, he's her, her face. And he's just very fascinated by her. And she gives him the attention he kind of wants and needs. So he will spend two, three hours drawing with her. Oh, wow. And getting him to sit in one spot for any length of time is kind of difficult. I'm sure you've experienced that with Dawson. Yes. But he will sit for like two hours drawing with her. Oh, wow. And she, I don't know, she's a miracle worker. Like, yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. Can I, yeah, yeah, can I rent yeah, her? All right. I will. We'll have a barbecue with all yes. of our kids crazy. Like, Bella, look, you may have your first babysitting job. Now, she also may start a fire in your house. So be aware of that because she's not very smart she's with just outdoor play dates. <laughs> outdoor um, it, it's more like a mother's helper. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> kind of thing. So what are your big hopes for Dawson? And Nolan, actually, too. I mean, I, you know, I know you have a third kid, too. but And Sebastian the Crab. <laughs> I was like, he's only one. Well, let's just figure out if he's easy or not. Yeah. And then we'll have a conversation about him. My hopes for him is that he is easy. For <laughs> Sounds good. One. Um. Dawson, when we first started all of this intensive therapy for him, um, everyone was like, oh, this is going to be so much. He's going to be completely neurotypical. People won't even notice it by the time he's in like elementary school. <laughs> Each passing year, I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> That's such a hidden disability. <laughs> no. um, my, so my <laughs> hope so at this point is that he would be able to just – you know, do well in school as far as, because I know he can make really, he's really smart and he's really good with the academic part. So I just don't want him to be a behavior issue where it keeps other kids from learning. Um, Screw so the other kids. That he can do Sorry. well in school. <laughs> well, and that he'd be an issue for the teacher, you know, just that yeah. he'd do well in school um, and that he'd get a good job and can actually be, you know, live on his own. That's, that's, that's out of my That's house. what all parents want yeah. is to be able to live on your own and yeah. take care of yourself. Yeah, it's expected for certain kids, though. Like you know, you don't. Exp well, I guess the millennials. Maybe I need to rethink this conversation yeah, things again. Have changed. Things yeah. have changed. But before, I mean, when I grew up, it was like you went to college, yeah. you live on your own. You're not going to yeah. ask for rent and money or like money. Like this is a. But now I was it's different. Gone. Eighteen, I was out the door, and that was it. Uh, Bella's probably not going to leave until she's forty, <laughs> if I'm lucky. And that's awesome. just going to be on vacation for a weekend. She's going to come back. I love her. The first time I met you was a couple weeks ago at the Fostering Funny Show. Mm -hmm. Wonderful to introduce you. Amazed that that was your first time up on stage because you were so good. And Thank it you. was so funny. And I was like, damn, she wrote some good jokes. Yeah. And I hope she doesn't continue in comedy because I want to steal them. But <laughs> <laughs> like that was a really good joke. Well, Holly and I have always like, joked around about, oh, we should just go to an open mic. We should go do stand-up, like, for years, I feel like. And then I had my nervous breakdown and called her and was like, so I'm going to take this class. I'm going to do this. Do you want to do it with me? And she was like, uh, I just had a baby a month ago. <laughs> I was like, when, Patty? She's like, tomorrow. I'm like, um, I can't <laughs> do it tomorrow. I think Ken, like, Ken totally would have been cool with you breastfeeding in class. Yeah. <laughs> he would now because he's all about it's his authentic. baby. authentic. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so why did you feel like turning to comedy? Was it after seeing like Patty and how she was getting such a release or was it something that was always on the back of your, you know? It was always something I wanted to do. Um, I was always really, really into comedy, watching stand-up. Even as a little kid, I would memorize, you know, like Bill Cosby's stand-up we were talking about. And um, I was voted funniest female in the seventh grade. Oh. I don't know if you knew that about nice. me. No, I didn't so, know. I mean, That's in your you know, bio. You have a cred line. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I would, 
like I was really into SNL in high school and I would like when I was taking a shower and getting ready in the morning, I would just think like, okay, uh, write a monologue for this celebrity if they were on SNL. And I would just oh, wow. like make up monologues. And I thought that was normal that everybody did that. <laughs> no, um, no, not normal. <laughs> so I wanted to be a writer for SNL. And then I wanted, I basically wanted like Mindy Kaling's life. Like I've read her books and I'm like, oh yes, like to be a writer. I don't know who that is. The office. Oh. And- <laughs> I know who she is. Okay. It's wonderful. The I used to tweet her all the time in hopes that she would oh, really? tweet me back one day and we'd become best friends. But she yes. See, I, when I'm reading her books, I'm like, we could be best friends. And then she had a line in one yeah. of her books where she's like, everybody thinks they could be my best friend. And I was like, oh. I'm like, yeah, but I really could. <laughs> but really. Hey, wait. So both of you want to be this, whoever this chick is, best friend. So you all should be best friends. Oh, then she, we're going to be in each other's top five. And then where will you be, Patty? Yeah. Oh, uh, there's ooh. no, like, there. Ooh. No. <laughs> I'll have to boot someone else out. <laughs> no, we'll all be top five together. We'll be top three. There's three. That's it. And then we just need two. <laughs> But, you know, having kids and then one with special needs, it kind of put all of that. I, I went in a different direction mm-hmm. career-wise anyway. And then I wanted to be a writer and I was going to write. And I thought, well, I can write like comedy stuff. But then I've just been crazy busy with that. And then, But then watching you over the past year, Patty, I was so jealous every time you talked about doing it. And I've been writing stand-up for a long time. Like I just think of things and I write it down. And I perform it to myself, again, in the shower, because apparently that's where I'm funniest, is in the shower. And you're hilarious there. The audience <laughs> oh, says yeah. so. Exactly. Applause every time. Um, so I, like, when you called it, we're like, ah, somebody dropped out, can you please do this? Write, like, three minutes. I already had oh, no, 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 no. material. <laughs> you said, I can't believe he didn't ask me to be in your comedy show. Oh, well, what yeah, happened that was first. before. <laughs> she made like, this <laughs> non, like, this side comment of, like, you know, I've been wanting to do this. You gave Chris a spot, and you didn't give me a spot. Mm-hmm. Okay, Patty. Like you did pa- not pick up on for a while, and Kendra, who was with us, was finally like, um, "Patty, I think Holly's saying she wants to be in the show." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then someone dropped out, and it was perfect. I mean, it all sound like, "Oh, I was nice." I was like, "No, no, no, you hinted your way in, Holly." But yeah, and then it was kind of funny though because I asked her, and she's like, "I don't know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Do you need to know now? Like, do you need to know now?" I'm like, "No, just tell me in like the next forty-eight hours." And she's like, "Okay." 30 minutes later, she's like, okay, I got it. I already have my three and a half minutes. <laughs> she went to her journal of all yeah, her jokes. I'm like, trying to do her sets. She's like, that one killed on Wednesday when I was taking that extra long shower yeah, in my hair. Exactly. It was just amazing. Was, it was a good was one. Good. Did you know that you were going to talk about your, the autism stuff and like kids right away after? Well, for your show, it was specifically about that kind of thing. So I did write a little bit more for that. I think a lot of mine was about like my kids being serial killers and a lot of stuff like that. <laughs> but I threw in more of the, oh yeah, and special needs. Um yeah. I gotta admit, like you slayed it. It did. It like was. slayed it. Like you are better. Well, everyone's better than this one person I'm thinking of. What, Chris? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was not me. Uh, Chris was great. But Chris was actually like are you sure she hasn't done this? And it I was, was like, she's yeah. been wanting to do it for a while. Like she's watched comedy. Like she knows the structure. Like she's, you're one of those people who can see the structure a lot easier than I can. Like everyone's like structure. I'm like, wait, what's that? Set up punch. Okay, wait, hold on. Time out. What is set up and what is punch? Like yeah. you kind of just naturally know how to do it. And so your your set was very. Yeah, like, I mean, the, the bar was set low. And then you're like, punch me, scale over this, like with that 10 foot leap. And you're like, oh, okay, well, could have set that a little higher, you know? <laughs> I know, because it was really yeah, good. Like it, 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 it seemed like you had taken a class on structure. Yeah. Honestly. 
I mean, it, it was, I was surprised. We see some bad people at open mic nights and you're we like- We see some bad people on book shows. <laughs> that is true too. So it like, was impressive. So are, are you going to continue? Because I, I hope you continue because you've got a natural skill for it and it was wonderful to watch. Thank you. Um, yeah, it definitely lit a fire to keep doing it. Um, you want to come do my show, February? I, Come on, yell a You're not a hill? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fresh meat. Am I on that one? I haven't gotten booked again. She gets all these other uh, comics. You've yeah. gotten like more bookings than anybody on Comedy <laughs> Alicard. I've only done it twice. No, you've done three. it three times and you hosted oh, once. That's true. <laughs> You're my first three-peat. <laughs> that's true. Okay. Uh, I guess I shouldn't be as selfish. And you're Thank coming you, to Heather. do the very first uh, okay. comedy a la carte uh, improv. So I know. Listen to that. Improv. Listen to how she's like going. But I know. I just get jealous because I think Holly's going to become your best friend in top five and then she's going to be booked. <laughs> and then here I am. You're like, mother effort. We got a new mother effort. Patty's out. <laughs> never. I could never replace Patty. I'm sorry. So are you gonna, you're going to do, do stuff, right? Yeah, I definitely, I'm looking into taking a class and my parents said they'd get me a class for my birthday. Oh, fun. <laughs> oh yeah. Yay. Awesome. Okay. You I would see yeah. if Renee Percy is doing one of her female classes because you would be amazing. Yeah, we'll talk about this yeah. after, but yeah, I'm looking Well, she, I was saying Renee or Dave, but I don't think Dave's ever going to do it. Sorry, you get to yeah. be one of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, get a Dave class. Well, I'm glad to hear you're continuing because that's, that's incredible and, you know, it's, I think it's another voice out there that needs to be heard. And I know there's a lot of men that go like, oh, women, they only talk about their kids. Yeah. You know what? Shut up. <laughs> you only talk about your dicks. So yeah, yeah it's fine. I rather hear about kids and dicks. Yeah. All day. Like we have no other, yeah. nothing else to talk about. <laughs> and they're with their dick all day. And that's yeah, why they have that. nothing, nothing else, else to talk about. about. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Holly, I am so glad you are our first guest. Yes. Thank you so you much were, for having you me. You were wonderful to be here. I mean, time flew by so fast. I know. It really did. We're going to have to have you back. We're, you're going to do a show, and then we're gonna come. you're going to come back after your show when you do one, and you're going to tell us, like, I, I like quit it. this. Or you're going to be like, <laughs> I'm going to rule the world. We're going to see. We're going to see what the response is after you've been taking classes. I like it. All right. So if you have any questions for Holly, we can get them to her. Or, you know, Heather and I can answer questions too. So Not well. <laughs> yeah. We'll try. We'll try. We'll try. Please give us an email at motherfnpodcast.com. At gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> or leave us a voice message on Anchor. But we want to thank Bobby for having all of this, doing everything that he does, which is kind of everything. So thank you, Bobby. And thank you to Atlas Oceanic Sound and Pitcher for letting us use your studio. All right, guys, it's been a great episode. Thank you again, Holly. We'll see you next time. The Mother Effin Podcast is hosted and produced by Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to visit us online at mothereffinpodcast.com.